Hello and welcome to the Sports Split, coming up on the first episode of the new summer term. A pandemic is not going to stop Barcelona from continuing their civil war. We catch up with everything going wrong at Camp Nou. Whilst the world continues to be whole to the NFL continues as normal. We look into some of the stuff we missed over the break. Plus, Silverstone backwards, a pitcher proves himself to be magic and eating too many biscuits. That's all coming up on Tuesday Sports Splits. This is the podcast version of the radio show that aired on University Radio York on the 14th of April 2020. Remember that to listen to the radio version of the show, tune in to University Radio York by going to urwy.org.uk or wherever you get your radio. The show is broadcast on Tuesday at 6pm. This is the podcast version that you're listening to and it can be found on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Breaker, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. And we have a website that has great articles and other audio content which can be found at the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com. And um, to be honest, this was an interesting episode to record because it's a very experimental episode. It's the first time we've tried to do remote broadcasting, which is how this episode had to be recorded, obviously given the, um, given the times that we're living in. And um, you'll notice there's a few audio errors and um, just things we're trying to get our head around and um, therefore... It ended up being quite different I would have sounded if it was recorded in studio. But anyway, I hope you enjoy episode 17 of The Sports Splits. Okay, so joining me today, the three co-presenters who helped me with The Sports Splits last term, starting with Will. Hello. How are you doing, Alex? Yeah, I'm doing good. You're far away from the festivals, aren't you? Yes, yes, because I'm an international student. I am back stateside, where New York is currently... Yeah, it, it's happening. Yay, happy times. Happy yep. times also where the Harry is, I, I assume. Yeah, down by London. Yay! It's nice and sunny, but I can't go outside because of hay fever. And also that lockdown thing. And, yeah. Well, yeah, my house is actually in lockdown at the moment, so that's fun. Oh, yippee-doo. And Josh, where are you? Uh, somewhere around the uh, West Midlands region, yeah, uh, where it is also sunny. I assume it's also hay fever. And we are also in lockdown, so yeah, fun times all around, really. I'll be honest, I don't... Sorry, what is this Midlands you speak of? <laughs> we sure do we... exist, okay. It is it prejudice to suggest otherwise. It is a gray scale between Watford and Sheffield. I mean, I as mean, an American, only London exists, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a um, bit of sad stuff to go through first. Our um, thoughts go out to Norman Hunter, the former Leeds defender. He's come down with COVID-19, so obviously our thoughts go out to him and his family. Also, um, thoughts go out to the family of Colby Cave. The Edmonton Oilers Centre passed away aged 25 due to a brain bleed. The family of Tavares Jackson, he, um, the former Vikings Seattle quarterback, died in a car crash aged 36. No age for both of them. To the family of Peter Bonetti, um, the former Chelsea keeper, passed away aged 78 after battling with a long-term illness. And also, obviously, to the family of Sir Sterling Moss, the former Formula 1 driver, passed away at age 90 also after battling a long-term illness. Harry, I think you want to say more about Sterling Moss. Well, yeah, the Sterling, Sir Sterling Moss is an um, interesting character. and A lot of stuff has been, uh, been paying tributes to him over the past um, couple of days um, after his passing. It's all quite incredible because he was tipped to be the best driver of his generation, uh, the only man who could keep up with Fangio and Jim Clark. Um, but then obviously at the age of I think it was 32, 33, he had a very tragic accident where he hit his head very badly. Um, mm. Thankfully he wasn't killed then. But um, it meant he had to give up Formula One and only return to touring cars in about the 80s. Yeah. Um, which really he shouldn't have done anyway. Um mm. So quite often he's recognised as one of the best Formula One drivers to have never won a world championship. Absolutely, I think it's fair to say one of the best Formula One drivers of all time. Anyway, oh yeah, his natural talent. Fan Fangio said that, didn't he? Yes, he did. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously Fangio with five titles. Um, mm. but yeah, fantastic man. Um, the whole paddock paying their respects as they um should do, and he um will be missed. <sighs> Anyway, um, to go on with the show, 
uh, just counting up the days now because it's been a long time since we've been able to have live sports. It's been 34 days since the last Bundesliga game and the last Champions League game, which was Liverpool 2, Atletico 3, and the last NBA game and NHL game. 35 days since the last La Liga game, 36 days since the last Premier League game, 37 days since the last Championship game, and of course, most importantly, 38 days since the last Leeds game, which is killing me on the inside. Just for us, we don't have the Leeds bell. What can I hit very hard? But... Ding. Ah. I'll do. I have a cat that I can strike. <laughs> Please don't. We will get complaints. <laughs> Probably. We're, we're not going to sully the good name of University Radio York by, you know, turning to animal abuse. Just don't edit That's that out fair. now. Just play yeah. it through, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's going unedited. Yeah. Um, the title of the podcast is Animal Abuse. <laughs> Yay! See, we don't have the kids saying yay thing. Uh, I could put that in uh, whilst I'm doing the live yay! broadcast. Yay! <laughs> you could, yeah. Um, also, ESPN have claimed that English football plans to return by June 6th, which um, is optimistic, but I'll them. be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'll take it. I'm, I mean, I'm starting to get yeah. desperate. I've heard that was it's... what the EFL plans, and that the Premier League has listened to that and think they'll try and match it. But Yeah, no, I hope so. I mean, what is it? It seems like football is a distant memory at this point. It's you think back to games that, like you say, what what thirty eight days ago, and it's like it's a year ago. I don't remember what football is like. It's getting bad, guys. I feel it's like bad. I feel like we're gonna get yeah. to a point in our life where, like, our grandchildren are saying, "Don't be silly. No one could actually go and watch a live football match in person." <laughs> what yeah, a, they a all stupid they... idea. And imagine footballers not playing outside of their hazmat suits. You know. I tell you what, Bob, you got the lead 60-61 hazmat kit. That is absolutely <laughs> stunning. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. I love the retro stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Anyway, let's go into our first big story of the day, then, and it's Barcelona's civil war, because, oh boy, it keeps going on. Um, this week, six members of Barcelona's board have resigned. They've all criticised the club. Now, this came back to um, they've demanded that um the club release the external investigation into what's become known as Barcagate. Uh this is the allegation that um payments totaling nine hundred thousand euros were made by Barcelona to a company called i3 Ventures to run social media accounts and websites that attacked opposition fig figures, players and um those who oppose um Bartomeu. Um, Bartomeu has received assurances that no other board members will resign and several of those who quit on Friday have distanced themselves from the accusation that there is high level corruption of the club. I mean, this has been going on for what feels like the whole of the season now and even the coronavirus doesn't seem to be able to stop Barcelona from feuding with themselves. Mm. I mean, they're just hanging up on the Zoom calls, aren't they? It's, they're just in the middle yeah. of a, you know, a boardroom on Zoom and they're just pressing the, I'm disconnecting now. It's just—it's yeah. ridiculous. It is just leave a meeting button. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a long saga. This has gone on well too long for the good of the club. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at some point it's going to get proper ugly. There's going to be some sort of proper investigation, and someone's going to lose their job, and quite mm. a bit more. Yeah. I mean, ugh, football's a weird world, but Spanish football in particular can get feisty. No, very much so. Um, I completely agree with you with regards to Spanish football. It seems if this was going to happen in any of the big five leagues, it would have been La Liga. And, oh, no, Serie you know, Okay, yeah, I'll give you Italy as well. But, like, just the setup that you seem to have in, okay, Italy, but especially Spain with yeah. Barca and Real and the way, especially Barca set up as a club, it was something like this was ripe. And, you know, looking through, like you say, Barcagate, it's just. I don't see where it goes at this point because you'd have thought that Corona would have maybe forestalled part of this, possibly, maybe, but no, apparently not. Everyone's still at each other's throats, maybe really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, like they literally have nothing else to do now than, you know, go on social media and complain about everything, yeah. so. I mean, even when they did have other things to do, they were still just going on like this. You say that this is normal to Spanish football or you'd expect this in Spanish football more, but... Not surely from a club like Barcelona, the team who used to be the absolute prestigious example of how to run a football club. It feels like they've had a real fall from grace over the last few years. Yeah, they have. I mean, they just it just helped that they haven't won much in the past few years. But you look at the other clubs around them that um, 
have sort of usurped them as kings of Europe. We're talking yeah. about Real Madrid resurgence under Ronaldo, Bale, Benzema, that sort of era that's now gone. But um, it's that sort of era, and now the English clubs are kicking off um, and doing very well. A resurgent by Munich after a few years of you know not doing too well in Europe. And obviously Italian football's kicking off. It's, it's, it's suddenly really upped its game. Barcelona's yeah. looking at itself and going, yeah. uh, um, throw money. Can't, can't. Uh, no, very much so. Um, and what do you think? You know, the consequences are of obviously this saga going on and on and on. Would it be too much of a surprise if we start to see some of those bigger names, you know, press the ejector button on Barcelona because it's all just getting a bit too, uh, you know, hot under the collar? You know, what are the chances of people like, you know, Leo Messi, you know, packing it in because this could potentially damage his brand, for example. It could damage the club's brand. I mean, they mm-hmm. can't. They can't actually. If they're under, you know, investigation from an external body. Um, also, you know, like a UEFA one, a FIFA one going into it, then suddenly these players are going to go. They want to jump ship because they don't want to get any players coming in. They're not going to want to buy into this new thing that they've been told is all fine when actually they're quite. You know, they might be quite clearly guilty. So, um, what needs to happen is Barcelona needs to really just do some axing. Get yeah. you know, wipe the slate clear so that when they come to a time where they can start making moves again in the market, start rebuilding their team, they're not, you know, having problems with that. So they're still, um, if I remember correctly, when we uh, finished sort of football in March, they were top of La Liga. So, can is there any possible path where they can work through this? Hopefully, if football starts up, they start winning again. I mean, people forget that the the easiest way to patch over everything in a spat is to just be successful at what you do. Yeah, that's very true. It's very true. Nothing, you know. nothing silences a crowd like a good victory. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Because for the last year and a bit, two years, whatever, they've had Ernesto Valverde, and him winning didn't seem to silence his critics at all. Yeah, I think. Unfortunately, there's a lot of things that need to change at Barcelona if they want to start winning again properly and winning back some of their fan base. And mm. unfortunately, stuff that's going to need to happen is they're going to have to re-employ Pep Guardiola. They're going to need to keep Messi. They're going to need to re-sign Neymar. There are so many mistakes the club has made over a five, ten-year period. Mm. Call it. But now it's just piling up. And suddenly, they're going to have to splash a lot of cash and make a lot of moves that are just going to turn a lot of heads Raising yeah. a lot of question marks about financial fair play. Mm. Well, we need to save Lamasaya first, because Lamasaya is going down the drain. Yeah, apparently. yeah that's true. That was... It's it's bad when several of our youngsters are fleeing to Leeds. I love Leeds, but we're not Barcelona. No. I mean, apparently, got, you are now. You know yeah, apparently, I mean. we are. <laughs> We've got a manager that they look up to. Yeah, that's, that's true. We'll take we'll take Bielsa. You can't have one him. One of the most respected managers involved. Mm. I like how we've managed. I like how we managed to end this segment on Leeds United, somehow. Yeah, we managed to quite clearly steer that towards, but um. Subtle. Yeah. Yeah, subtle. Um, Soon I mean, the sports yeah. blitz will just be a Leeds show. I mean, I have seen other things in transfer news of big English clubs targeting. Oh, I, I mean, I was going to do a Barcelona. big intro first, but. No, no, no. That's just me just ranting about Barcelona. Oh, sorry. oh, sorry. They're going to have to start selling some of their youngsters at this rate because they're not yeah. going to sign contracts. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not the preferred destination in Spain anymore, which would have been very surprising if you'd said that maybe 10 years ago. I mean, if you had an offer on the table from Real, Barca, hmm. Atleti, where would you go? Well, Ooh. 10 years ago, you would have gone to Barca. <laughs> if you're a youngster, if you want your career developed. Um, the other interesting news story that came out this week, Kylian Mbappe said, or somebody near Kylian Mbappe said, that the Real Madrid deal was almost done before the coronavirus outbreak. What do we uh, make of this? The Mbappe transfer is just a merry-go-round of transfers that could all kick off at the same time. Because, mm. you know, you've heard, we've heard Mane to Real Madrid, Mbappe to Real Madrid, Mbappe to Liverpool, Neymar to Barcelona. Um, and it seems like all these deals could be going around and they could probably just happen at the same time. You know, one agent, one super agent could quite easily make a fair few millions out of doing the same deal all at the same time. Yeah. Um, but the thing with Mbappe to Real Madrid is it comes down to which team he wants to join. Obviously, he wants to play for Real Madrid and it's 
It's um, what's his name? I've got Zinedine Zidane. Yeah. Um, as manager, but Liverpool apparently have been up there as well, and I wonder whether we haven't heard the last of this story. It won't be so clear cut as people have expected it to be. Yeah, and um, the other rumour, um, no club is willing to match Barca's 60 million euro fee for Usman Dembele, would you? Um, nope. Yeah, that's the correct mm-hmm. answer, well done. It depends which club you were. Yeah. Actually. If Surely that's were... the answer for every transfer ever. Oh, well, well I, I mean, in this case, I'm, I'm looking at Dembele and Coutinho. No one wants to buy Coutinho, mm. they only want to loan him. And Chelsea yeah. being one of them, and I'm slightly worried about that. I mean, he's done all right mm. to buy him, you know, but he had an injury. But it's fine. Um, yeah. Looking at it, I think he's a, he's a very good player, and he did some good stuff early in the season, but then got oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. We didn't get to see everything about him. But mm. I can imagine him joining a club which wants to go on, wants to, you know, is on the up sort of thing. Yeah, he definitely he needs to drop down, team. though. We can't go to yeah, another team besides the Barca. He is not that type of a player yet. Unless yeah. he Paris. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so two more rumours just to quickly go through. Um, Sancho's being linked with every club on the planet, um, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Man United, and the whole water bottle drinking thing, which, by the way, I, looks weirdly edited. So I'm not sure that video is 100%. Yeah, and he doesn't, even, he doesn't even sip the water bottle, he just necks it. Yeah. <laughs> B- yeah big I mean, there's, uh, well, there's lag, isn't there, on... Um, the mm. live feed. Well, it looks so like I it's been be deliberately caught. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't be surprised. At the end of the day, this is, I think, the transfer of the window. Um, oh, absolutely. There's, uh, his position on sort of the right of that three that most of the elite teams play is, you know, highly sought after. Man United are desperately needs of a player of his quality on the right. Uh, so I think Chelsea, I don't think yeah. Pulisic has quite done what you guys were hoping he was going to do. No, he's um, playing on the left most of the time as well. Okay, <laughs> fair point. But like, yeah. um, it's, it's definitely a position, I think, right wing that a lot of elite teams need and he's the best in the business at that thus far. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, this this could be a, one of those real blockbuster transfers. Absolutely. I'm doing incredibly at the youth factory that is Borussia Dortmund. And finally, Chelsea have been told they're going to have to pay five million for Derby's Max Bird. Is that sort of an acceptable um, fee for the 18-year-old? I've never heard of this transfer rumour. He's very good. Well, is it's because it? Frank Lampard, obviously. Frank Lampard oh, managed yeah, him last year and was incredibly be. impressed with him. And supposedly he's been quoted £5 million, which for me, I think is worth it. I think well, he shows a lot of potential. But then again, so did Michael Woods all them years ago when he was at Leeds and bought by Charles for, what, half a million? Mm. And I mean, uh, can, yeah, what will happen the only to him? Thing you can say is Lampard seems to have good taste in youth. Yeah, he yeah, seems to pick true. out good young players at the moment. So yeah. he spotted another one. I mean, it's at five million. It's like you know, okay, we'll give him five million for that and see how it goes. Yeah, um, and whilst we're talking about soccer, um, just real quick, Spurs, like Liverpool, have reversed their furlough decision, which is absolutely the um, correct call, and um, just pointless, though, because it just gets you into a load of like hot water. What's the point? Well, saving money's the point. Anyway, let's move on. Um, let's catch up with the NFL, why don't we? The NFL All-Decade team was announced last week, and um, you can't... Was that someone cracking their knuckles? Yes, like in sorry. anticipation. I thought that was like you sh- like indicating your excitement or anticipation for it. Yes, I was. Oh, well, fantastic then. I can understand things. Um, the NFL All-Decade team has been announced. Um, go on to Twitter if you want to see it. And remember Antonio Brown was in there, which sort of stunned me. Um, I mean, he was an incredible Lovely. player when he played for the Steelers, but he was also incredible at having mental breakdowns, which means, yay. Um, was there any notable omissions? No? Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> that, that was simple enough. Let's yeah, talk about... I mean, oh, God. I don't really know enough about the 2010s to really say anything, so, yeah. Mm. I think a few players got in um, unopposed, or not unopposed, unanimously, but I can't remember who they were, and I can't really mm. be bothered to go and find them, especially on the time we were on. Um, the NFL draft's going to be taking place still at the um, end of this month, as planned, but it's going to be a virtual draft with Roger Goodell announcing the picks from his basement, 
which it's not the place I expected him to say he was going to announce the picks from. I just found that that a bit doesn't weird. sound dodgy you know, at all. Uh, this will actually be the first time he would have been booed at a draft, though. <laughs> Unless his which kids boo fun. him, <laughs> which isn't completely Dad, out of the question, suck. is it? Uh, I also remember the um, scene in Gridiron Nights where he goes, "Ha ha!" Every year, so it's my feelings. Yeah, which yeah, you just you just have to power through. I, I watched the '96 yeah. NBA draft recently. They're all clapping um, David Stern. I was like, how does a commissioner get clapped at a draft? Yeah. That's that's new for me. I guess Paul yeah, Tagliabue yeah, right. did as well, apparently. So that's nice. Um, a few teams have expressed concerns with the technology being used, saying that it could be hacked. Um, which I find interesting. I don't know how much more there is to say about that, really, but just. I mean, it just, for me especially, it's like half of these teams don't even have stats departments. Like, good ones, you know? Like, how are they going to hack into your Zoom call? <laughs> Can you imagine the Cleveland Browns attempting it? Oh, gosh. They just join under it. Uh, like, they they try and call themselves Goodell, but they'd spell it wrong or something and yeah. they, when they join the Zoom call. Was your god, Dow. Yeah. Yeah, um, new oh. NFL uniforms have been released in the, in the um, past couple of days. Um, start with Tampa Bay's. I really like Tampa Bay's. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look this up now. Um, Tampa Bay uniform. Love listening to your yeah, keyboard, no, Harry. Uh, it's just the red one. Yeah, they have a red one. Yeah, no, they, they, they look really nice, you know, I have mm. to say. Yeah, it's, it's kind um, of like the ones they wore when they won the Super Bowl. Which are so yeah. much better than the ones with the grey sleeves and then the creamsicle sort of Ugh. dash on them, which was just mm. ugly. Yeah, yeah that um, was so, unfortunate. It looks nice. Yeah, it's very clean. Atlantis, on the other hand... Uh, what well, I hate the fadeaway kit idea. It looks like... It reminds me of Spurs did it a couple of years ago and it looked like their kit had been dipped in ink. Oh, I like, I like fades on kits, but the Atlanta Falcons... And it also makes you look like your trousers are far too high, like you're going for a Simon Cowell impression. Oh no, it looks yeah. like a Man United skit. Uh, yeah, it does, year, it does. The red I didn't like that either. I like that. It's I mean, watched because it was Man United's though. Oh no, 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 we were talking about this. I uh, I was looking back through like old Premier League stuff and I was like, I really overly liked a weird number of Man United kits as a kid. It was odd. But... Uh, no, I, I tell you what, that, that all blue uh, away kit you had in 2008-09. That oh, was nice. That was a lovely kit. Um, but uh, anyway, back to Atlantis. I I just, I, I don't like them. And they got quite a lot of ridicule for looking like the kits from that Adam Sandler movie. I can't remember what it's called. What, The Longest Yard? Yes, The Longest yeah. Yard. Which was actually a remake of the much better original mm. version with uh, yeah. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, but, it. you know, you, you can't really mock people as well using a Burt Reynolds movie as you can an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, that's fair. Like, a comp you, be you being compared to Burt Reynolds is probably okay, you being compared to an Adam yeah, that, Sandler that's movie. that's actually a compliment. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then the Indianapolis Colts also announced um, a logo update. Uh, which Lovely. It's kind of like they've taken the C and they've taken the hole in the C. And they've reshaped it to look like the state of Indiana, but it doesn't really. Yeah. It's just odd. It's unnecessary. Yeah, it's not... Yeah. No. Um, what is with NFL teams not really messing different. with their logos? Like, I'm why? Sure. If I was to describe what I've just seen... Well, it's it not as bad as the Colts. Not the Colts. You mean the Rams? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Oh, At yeah, least it's professional like... looking. Now, the Colts yeah. one, I'm not going to lie though, it looks like someone's been drawing the C and then coughed very heavily whilst doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That that's is the fair. title. Coughing very heavily. Coughing very heavily. <laughs> now, you'll, you'll see what the title is later on. Um, oh, also, it apparently looks very similar to a one used by a high school in Indianapolis, so oh, that's course. great. Nice job, guys. Yeah. What is it about about NFL teams copying um, school uniforms? Because the LA Rams kit was a logo was accused of the exact same thing. Yeah. And it it is a blatant rip off. It's absolutely yeah. it's blatantly blatant. awful. It, well, yeah, that too. It, it's it's blatant on the same level that Rich Energy's logo was a blatant rip off of white bikes. They're exactly oh, the same. Oh. oh, that was absolutely we, horrific. We all loved Rich Energy in Formula 1. Fantastic. Lovely, yeah. yeah. I mean, Drive to Survive really put out, you know, 
how morally undubious they they are. It yeah. Was, uh, so yeah. lovable. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the big um, move in the NFL. Uh, the Steelers have acquired new defense. Now I'm joking. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers then. Tampa Bay. Tampa All Bay. righty. Let's start on that then, actually, because you brought it up. He's trademarked Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. Somebody correctly pointed out on Twitter that Tampa sounds like a rejected Pokemon. Yeah. Because it does. Yeah. No, it's... That is bafflingly awful. I mean, it might just be for, like, completeness sake, so he doesn't want anyone selling knockoff merch with that title. At the same time... No. God, why? Yeah. I mean, it's just why I do like Tampa Brady. Yeah, that's fine. That's Tampa great. Brady's it's like Drew fine. Orleans, which he said yeah. he was surprised that Drew Brees never did. But it's just—it's so awful that he also did Tampa Brady Tampa at Tampa Brady. Bay. I mean, there's only one way I can summarize it. It just sounds like this whole saga of him leaving the Patriots and going to Tampa Bay. It just sounds like one massive publicity stunt to end his career. Just I mean, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, basically. I mean, honestly, I guarantee that if he wins one more Super Bowl with the Bucks, he's going to retire. Yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but again, cool, if he, he wins it this year, and that's a big if, but if he wins it this year, would you leave that 30 million on the table? Because I know I wouldn't. I mean, no. No. I mean, it's not like he needs the money, but still. Then he can have a retirement tour as well. We all like a good retirement yeah. tour. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't even money, but, we'll go um, to the next few teams who maybe need an aging quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, teams that try and pick up someone like Trevor Lawrence in the draft next year might actually want to grab Tom Brady as an experienced hand to guide the tiller and train up their next quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. We'll but, you know, he'll have um, a retirement tour. Brady was talking about his um, time with Belichick and with the Patriots. He was asked about who deserves more credit for the Patriots' success. He said he's a pretty... Um, Shoddy, we'll Something say, argument, argument honestly. Yeah. Um, then, when he was talking about his situation with Bill Belichick, he said, quote, I got to uncharted territory as an athlete. I got to a point when I was an older athlete and he started to plan for the future, which is what he should be doing. We talked about it, end quote. They, they see, he seems like he wants to keep it diplomatic with Belichick and the Patriots, and after yeah. all they've done for him and all he's done for them, that's absolutely the right thing to do. Oh Yeah, yeah no, I think he only tarnishes himself even more if he came out of the Patriots and immediately started bashing everyone he left behind. You know, like, that's just not a good look, and there's no faster way to turn the city of Boston against you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but do we think it's going to be a success? Yeah. Yeah, that's the correct yeah. answer. I, mean, I think it could be really good. They have... Weapons. Yeah. They have a good team around him, you know? Yeah. They were just looking for a more reliable quarterback, you know? They probably won't score 30 touchdowns again, but equally, they also won't throw 30 interceptions. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is I think we mentioned last, last year as well, before Tom Brady throws scored. 40 in a season. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I would say, this, it's, uh, well. it kind of feels like with uh, Tom Brady and uh, Tampa Bay, initially when you look at it, you might think, okay, it's it really is over for Tom now. But you look at the... Like you say, the system around him, it. I yeah. think they could su- surprise a few people actually with how good they actually are. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um, what do we think for the Patriots? Are they going to draft a new quarterback? Are they going to go for Jarrett Stidham? Are they going to go free agency? I honestly think they might go free agency, take this year as a loss to get better draft position, and then try and get someone like Trevor Lawrence or a better quarterback in next year's draft because they just they don't have the picks to grab a good quarterback in in this year's draft yeah absolutely um okay let's go on to another trade that's happened and brandon cooks has been traded to the texans for a fourth round pick which means essentially they've traded deandre hopkins and a load of picks for brandon cooks and the worst contract in the nfl with david johnson and like maybe a pick um, Adam Rank, who does fantasy football for the NFL, sort of correctly said, quote, Bill O'Brien is that dude in your fantasy league who makes the most trades and transactions but never finishes above fifth place, end quote. <laughs> surely, I like surely. I like that as a quote. It's a good it's quote. It's good, in it? It's a very good quote. It Welcome, is. Adam Rank. Give him a follow on Twitter if you like that sort of thing. But surely Bill O'Brien's seat should be absolutely flaming hot with the sort of transitions he's make, been making. Oh, yeah. We're talking thirds, no. first degree burns at this point. This, 
I mean, this sounds like he's trying to get out of his job at the Texans, you know? Like, yeah. this sounds like he wants to leave, but the owners won't let him. So they're just, he's trying to destroy to the team as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll trade away my star running uh, wide receiver for nothing, you know? Mm. Um, or maybe yeah. he'll be oh, the next sorry. Belichick, and these players are going to be generational talents that just needed the right system to develop. What, but that's Cole? actually not going to happen. Maybe. David Johnson. Who knows? I, I doubt it for some reason. Um, the NFL I mean, yeah. are going to add an additional... Uh, is it an additional game or an additional two games now to a regular season from the collective bargaining agreement? Additional game. Plus yeah, well, an expanded playoffs. Yay! More injuries. Um, more games to cover as well. Um, yeah. I'll be honest, I, I like more football, but I, I'm more interested in what the players have to say about it because it's them who are risking their bodies. Yeah. If the I mean, NFL no, has been surprised with early retirements, imagine what's going to happen in the future. Surely. Surely it's only going to get worse. Yeah, no, very much so. I... Right now. Mm. Sorry, it, just, it doesn't make sense for the carrying on with the collective bargaining agreement. I know we were talking about it all last term, and I'm sitting here going, we're, pers we're postponing seasons right now, so let's expand the seasons. Because that <laughs> makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Mm. Every, every sport... I They've been wanting this for game. years. Yeah, no, they have, and it's. Oh yeah. I agree with the uh, the changes to the postseason. Certainly, I think we we covered this uh, on previous shows and said, you know, adding to the excitement to the postseason, sure, but why the the regular season needs to be expanded like that with the risk of injuries, which is yeah. especially prevalent with the NFL. I don't like you say like Harry said, just don't get it. So we'll quickly run through the final stories then. Um, there's not going to be reviewable pass interference in the NFL next year. They're going to remove the option to review. Which, I mean, let's face it, it was farcical last year. It was absolutely yeah, farcical. Yeah, no, it was absolutely It's awful. ridiculous, but do they, do they, you know, does it get better with them removing it? Because I remember they removed video replay in the 1990s on that spark. So are we just going to have to get used to it all over again in the future? Quite possibly, but it's, it's also really possible that they're just going to figure out a better way to implement it. Like, the original thing with video replay was that it just, it was so rules lawyery when it came to like oh did it happen oh did this you know did this count as something so if they if they bring it back i think they're going to bring it back but in a very modified way so that it allows referees a bit more flexibility yeah okay so um finally um dak prescott hosted a birthday party for a friend with up to 30 people present including ezekiel elliott um during, when was this a couple of days ago during lockdown oh that's Another reason to hate the Cowboys, it. ladies Yay, and gentlemen. fun. And um, Christian McCaffrey... Oh, sorry. No, I was about to say, I, I had kind of a lot of sympathy for Dak Prescott before, you know, what was it, the contract situation, and it looked like Jerry Jones was trying to stiff him out of getting paid properly for what he's done. But yeah, now he can get franchise tag for all I care. Yeah, and Christian McCaffrey signed a four-year extension worth $16 million per year. I think that's value for money, to be honest. With um, Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, so um, finally, let's um, just catch up on F1 um, a bit. Um, what t three of the more interesting stories. Silverstone is considering hosting multiple races, including a reverse race. What do we make of this? It's quite interesting. I've seen, like, you know, people going, what are the yeah. most exciting races of the year you could do in reverse? Yeah, but can a Silverstone reverse race work considering Silverstone? Um, what do you mean by considering Silverstone? Is this well, you know, all the runoff areas and barriers designed very much to go one direction. Yeah, that is the actual issue, is the runoff areas. But also, actually, if you look at other tracks, I was thinking, oh, I'd love to see a reverse spar going down through Radion and Eau Rouge, down towards where the, the Le Mans pit straight is, and then the real pit straight for F1. Yeah. I'm thinking, that would be so good. Problem is, obviously, runoff area wouldn't work. But also, these tracks are designed for you to go one way round. As in, you know, the overtaking places are already made up by the person who designs the track. Mm. Because, um, imagine Bahrain. Bahrain works well because you have a hairpin, a double hairpin, at the end of a straight. The first straight. If you were to do that one in reverse, it simply wouldn't work. Yeah. Because, although you have that, that second straight, it actually has a kink in it, and it's downhill. And it'd be really difficult to overtake into that first yeah, absolutely. Bit of that corner. So yeah. it would be interesting to see because you know Silverstone's brilliant because it's so yeah. it's fast corners, the drivers love it. 
But mm. actually, I think the better racetracks, to, if you're going to be doing Monaco races. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Paul Ricard. Paul Ricard. There are 160 different variations of that track. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you that also want to talk about um, the contract situation with drivers? Yeah, I, I mean, we, we talk about we haven't spoken about it today, but you see it in the news about footballers and FIFA wanting to be able to put in, implement something that means players' contracts are extended instantaneously on June the 30th, due yeah. to the current situation. Um, because otherwise they're going to be clubs like Chelsea, for instance, who are going to have a load of players who are just going to drop out of contracts. Um, the thing with Formula 1 is, I'm going to say about 75 to 80% of the drivers do not have a contract for next year. Now, yeah. that could be very simply rectified and just say, oh, you've all got a contract for next year. But a lot of these teams are sort of on the verge of going, yeah, but if that driver didn't perform the season, we were going to sack them anyway. I'm looking mm. at Haas. Um, Toro Rosso is always very, very harsh anyway, but I doubt they would have done anything. But yeah. Alfa Romeo, um, Haas, and any new team that wanted to come in would have been looking at a driver to pick up. They won't arrive, these new teams, not until not this season, not next season, but the season after now, because of the rule changes being postponed, like I think the NFL should do, but anyway. Um, it's interesting situation because I like to see what you know that what is being done about the contract situation. But I guess we haven't quite reached silly season yet, which is what July, August, September. That's when the real stuff starts moving, and hopefully by then we'll have some races so F1 teams can decide who they want in their teams next year. Yeah, but yeah, I think we can say on it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, finally, I think the big news from Formula 1 over the last couple of um, weeks has been Project Pit Lane. So, Harry, do you want to update us yeah, on Project so Pit Lane? Project Pit Lane has been an initiative undertaken by the uh, F1 teams based in uh, the UK, which actually, unbelievably, is most of them. Um, so, we're talking Red Bull, Mercedes, Renault, McLaren... Racing Point, um, that's five. Are there more? There probably are. Williams, six. The only ones that aren't are Ferrari, Toro, uh, Ferrari, Alpha Tauri. There we go, got it wrong. Alpha Romeo. That's it. So there must be one more. Well, I don't know. Haas. Yeah, Haas. Yeah. Um, they have decided they're going to stop producing car parts for their cars because there's nothing to do. And they're going to use their 3D printers to build, design ventilators and machinery that will stop people being put into intensive care units to mm. ease the pressure on the NHS, which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Mercedes fantastic. won the race, which is quite funny because, hmm. let's be honest, if any team was, they it was win Red Bull or Mercedes. Um, but Ferrari yeah. protested, probably. No, I'm joking. Oh, they probably did. <laughs> yeah. But it's been put through testing, and the first few was well, now on mass order. But um, it's, I think the first few are reaching hospitals in probably the next few days, actually. But... Um, some have been in hospitals already, but on a testing basis, um, which is brilliant news because it means sport is doing something quite active. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's been a lot of support yeah. for what yeah, they've been I doing, mean, a lot of like um, congratulations. Sort of thing. Yeah, Dyson's been doing a bit now as well, but yeah. the difficulty is they have to design it backwards. So, you know, they take mm. something that's in a hospital, look yeah. at it, and then work backwards to make a design. Because yeah. they're not used to designing it, and all the pharmaceutical companies are not going to just hand over the blueprints. Mm unfortunately yeah which is really what they should do so everyone can design mm. it so everyone but, can make them but yeah absolutely fantastic anyway let's move on to news in brief and i'm going to start with football in brief american football according to business insider rob gronkowski has not touched any of his 15 before million dollar earnings from his time in the nfl and he's also not ruling out a return to football is he gonna join the books absolutely no he's actually gonna go and join the uh Oakland Raiders. He seems like an Oak, um, a Las Vegas Raider. Sorry, he seems to be a Las Vegas Raider sort of person. Rob Gronkowski. I mean, honestly, who wouldn't be? Oh yeah, that's very true. Terry Bradshaw says um, Ben Roethlisberger is the best quarterback in Steelers history, and the um, Steelers fan base seems to agree with that. I I remember the last few years I've just heard Roethlisberger's broken Bradshaw's record at this. Roethlisberger's broken Bradshaw's record at that constantly so i i would personally agree with him i do think roethlisberger yeah. is the greatest quarterback in steelers history at this point uh, yeah. joe hayden the steelers cornerback has teamed up with skiolis pizza who was that 
<laughs> Sorry, that was me. Sorry, because I thought I'd just muted my phone. I'd started panicking then. I thought it was broken. No, no. Um, Joe that, Hayden, that the Steelers cornerback, has teamed up with Skiolis Pizza to feed 600 hospital workers. So that's absolutely exceptional of him to do. Well done, Joe. Um, pro Bowl cornerback on the pitch and a Pro Bowl person in real life, it seems. Indeed. Uh, in other football news, we have Luke Keekley still looking for a way to be involved in football. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, especially for someone so young. He probably yeah. has a, a long career wherever he wants it. He could absolutely get back into coaching in some way. Um, in slightly sadder news, despite the fact that really? he didn't seem to, to... Look, the XFL <laughs> apparently is not going anywhere great right now. They have no plans to return in 2021. While I'm not a fan of Vince McMahon in general, I think that his practices, especially with how he treats I mean, wrestlers I, I will, in the WWE, I'll be honest, are before despicable. You, before you say it, just so it comes from me and I sound like less of a moron, I am sorry for the people who worked in it and depended on the salary they were getting from it, obviously. Because yeah, no. I'm not the worst human alive, I don't think. You're but I not? also think that spring I mean, football maybe. or some form of feeder league as an alternate way of player development to college is really necessary because oh, yeah, I think that, that would be the thing that helps to break the hold that the NCAA has on yeah. young people playing athletics. I think that especially the idea of getting paid in a professional league while you develop into an NFL player is vital to have as a so I don't I don't see spring football as a competition for the NFL. I see it as a competition oh, yeah, for college not. football. Yeah. Um so for that I am sad to see the XFL go. Yeah. Um, oh, do you want to go on to the last one, sorry? Yeah, no, and and lastly, uh, per Vincent Bonsignore of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the Raiders investigated options to play games in Salt Lake City, Phoenix, and San Diego if the coronavirus pandemic and the stay-at-home orders uh, uh, hinder construction uh, to Allegiant Stadium. This is considered the worst-case scenarios for the Raiders, as the franchise still plans to have the stadium completed in time, and is also still pretty bad for... Uh, the owner of the Raiders, uh, Mark Davis, because he probably doesn't have a lot of the financial cushion that the other NFL owners have. If, yeah, if isn't he only worth wrong. half? I say only, but isn't he only worth yeah, half he's, a billion? He's only worth, yeah, he's only worth half a billion. Compared to those who are worth multi-multi-billions. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Soccer in brief, Josh. Okay, so uh, Locomotive Leipzig have sold more than 100,000 tickets for a match against an invisible opponent quote despite averaging crowds of 3000 they've been selling e-tickets for one euro each for the event scheduled for the 8th of may uh, newport county uh training's uh, excuse me uh, newport county's uh, training ground has been broken into uh, aaron ramsey fears he will get fat during the coronavirus lockdown because he cannot stop eating biscuits see that's the title of the show that that was, uh, that, there was also Eddie Hazard saying he can't, he can't avoid going to the larder and getting some buns. <laughs> oh, not the larder and the buns. Right? Yeah. Don't we all have that problem mm. with our larders? It's my Achilles heel, obviously. Yeah. Um, Gianluca Villa has been cleared of cancer in uh, better news. Wrong. Gianluca Viali. Um, but yeah, absolutely much better news. Um, I think that's the one good thing. But we've heard Do you want to, week, uh, to be honest. redo that one? No, because then. we're live. Um, remember, hey, wink, wink. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Yeah, Newcastle United. Yeah. Yeah, that was just about how there's just been more progress saying that they're, they're going to sell and that uh, Ashley's time is the only. Yeah, um, I forgot what the, what the company's called because, oh, PDC Partners are in advanced talks to buy Newcastle United. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, let's go into baseball in brief. A picture went viral on Twitter. Um, by um, pitching, he showed he had no ball in his hand and then threw it anyway. It appeared out of nowhere, absolutely stunned the um, batter. Stunned me as well. I watched it like 10 times in a row. I was fascinated by it. It was brilliant. Um, and a uh, Houston Astros World Series ring from 2017 has gone up for auction. I think um, someone's cashing it in before it gets taken back off. Um, absolutely. I hope so, yeah. anyway. Yeah, wouldn't be the sports Absolutely. Houston Astros. Yeah. Motorsport um, in brief, yeah, have it? Yeah, in brief. Uh, well, this is motor sport, really. Um, but Formula E teams and manufacturers have agreed on cost-saving measures in response to the coronavirus. All teams have also agreed to delay the launch of the Gen 2 EVA car until the 2021-22 uh, Formula E World Championship. The quote is, changes uh, to the technical regulations will cut development costs over the next two seasons in half, with manufacturers limited to a single car homologation. I managed to say that word right. 
Um, then we've got a bit about hashtag race for the world. It's the initiative taken on by um, a couple of the drivers from O-Sport, in particular Antonio Giovinazzi, um, and I believe Charles Leclerc as well. Um, Sorry, so, uh, give me a sec. I have to go for a bit. <laughs> um, from Antonio Giovinazzi, I believe uh, Charles Leclerc, uh, which is an initiative to raise money um, in their countries uh, and the world during this pandemic um, via their esports streams, so Twitch streams. Um, and NASCAR's indefinitely suspended Carl Larson after the driver used a racist slur on a live stream. Yeah. Sports in brief. And finally, in other sports in brief, the Bulls have fired GM Gar Foreman after 22 years with the organisation. He's going to leave the Chicago Bulls. And every other article about the Chicago Bulls is either, hey, look how good Zach Levine is, or they fired someone. So that's great. The Tour de France is set to be postponed because surprisingly you can't have 500 million driver cyclists and fans um, all sat, stood around the same city. Not really? a good idea. And a horse racing bet in America turned a 50 cent pick five into more than half a million dollars. Woo! Okay, um, we've got no time for the news in brief today. If you want to read the news in brief, um, go into the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com. You're able to see them there. I did like, I will quickly mention the first Monaco Grand Prix held um, today mm. in 1929. Almost four hours long was won by Williams Grover Williams. And if you have, n- and I've not heard a name more old-timey than Williams Grover Williams. That's perfect. Oh, I, mean, I just had a book in my microphone. It sounds like everything to do with Williams. It has to be a connection, surely. Yeah, well, I was driving for Bugatti, unfortunately. Well, yeah, but, anyway. Um, yeah, we can't talk about Sorry. it. Sorry. Um, let's go on to the two-minute drill. Um, who's oh. starting? It's me. It's me. I know it's me. Yeah. But I just need to find it. Best minor league baseball team name. I mean, there's only one right answer here. It's the Rocket City Trash Pandas. It just objectively trash is. Pandas. Yeah, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. They're a new team this year, and I love them, and they're my favourite. I mean, that takes the cake. Yeah, absolutely yeah. perfect. Takes the biscuit from Aaron Ramsey's biscuit dinner. Yes, it'll be quite mad. So, Frank LaBeouf says Neymar could be the best player in the world if he was more professional. Is he right? He'd have uh, to move from Paris Saint-Germain to prove it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think there's still more gifted players in the world than Neymar. Messi for one, Mbappe. Ronaldo, yeah, and maybe Erling Haaland. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea are linked with Philippe Coutinho. Good idea. Um, no, I don't think he's a. Well, he would work, but I don't know if he's a right player to have right now. It'd be interesting to uh, see what happens. He might be. A yeah, I'm gonna say uh, I agree with that. I think it would be interesting, but is he the right fit for your system and what Frank Lampard wants to play? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Good squad player mm. if you want a big squad to copy what Man City and Liverpool have done. Which is what Lampard said he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to copy Liverpool and Man City. Yeah. And he's listened to that. Next question. Okay, so the best slash most likely landing spots for Cam, Me- uh, Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. Um, well, Cam Newton's best spot would probably... I don't know, actually. Um, Jameis Winston's yeah. been getting linked for Steelers a lot, and I, um, yeah. if I take off no, my I'd Steelers hat, um, he would probably learn a lot there, and being behind Roethlisberger would be good um, for him. Um, whether it's most likely, I'm not sure, because the Steelers don't have a lot of cap space. They don't seem to be willing to spend it on a quarterback, and I honestly have no idea for Cam Newton. Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I could, see, I could see Cam going to the Jaguars. I think Jameis to the the Steelers would have to be on a team-friendly deal, at least for the first year. And I think that would be a good deal for him to take, because it's either that or being unemployed. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the XFL doesn't exist anymore, so... Yeah. (laughs) Unless he wants to go to the CFL. Woo, CFL. That worked great for Johnny Manziel, didn't it? Finally, Juventus are willing to let Cristiano Ronaldo go back to his former club, Real Madrid, for £50 million. What do you make of this? Is that really the best move for Real Madrid, truth be told, as part no. of their, you know, rebuilding effort yeah, post-Ronaldo? Definitely, definitely not. It, it yes. seems like the structural changes they've made mean that he's not a good fit for that system anymore. Yeah. So, and, yeah. It's not a Real Madrid move. They're basically saying, sorry, we made a mistake. They don't do that sort of thing. They're no. stubborn. Right, brilliant. So. Thank you very much, you guys, for coming on the Sports Blitz today. Now, we didn't actually have time to do on this day um, during the actual broadcast of the show, so I'm just going to go through it now instead. On this day in 1928, in the Stanley Cup final of the Montreal Forum, the New York Rangers beat the Montreal Maroons 2-1 to win the Stanley Cup in only their second season in the NHL, winning the series 3-2. 
1929, the first Monaco Grand Prix is held. The 100-lap race took almost four hours and was won by Williams Grover Williams driving a Bugatti. In 1941, Pete Rose is born. Rose played for the Reds, Phillies and Expos before managing the Reds. He won three World Series and was a 17-time All-Star, but will be most remembered for his permanent ineligibility from the Hall of Fame after it was discovered he was betting on baseball games. In 1969, the first time a Major League Baseball game is played outside the US occurs in Montreal. The brand new Montreal Expos beating the St. Louis Cardinals 8-7. In 1973, Ireland beats France 6-4 at Lansdowne Road to create a five-way tie for the Five Nations Rugby Championship. Each nation wins their two home matches and it's the only time it's been a five-way tie in the Five Nations. In 1991, the Chicago Blackhawks become the first NHL regular season champion in 20 years to lose in the first round of the playoffs, falling to the Minnesota North Stars. In 1996, the Detroit Red Wings finished the regular season with record 62 wins. They would, however, lose to the eventual Stanley Cup winners for Colorado Avalanche in the Western Conference Finals. In 2000, in the 66th Masters, Tiger Woods becomes the third player to claim back-to-back -back Masters, three strokes ahead of Retief Goosen of South Africa. In 2012, in the 165th Grand National, Jarrell Jacob wins aboard Neptune Colonge, I think beating Sonny Hill Boy in the closest finish in the history of the Grand National. In 2012 as well, Wigan beat Arsenal 2-1 at the Emirates to keep their slim survival hopes alive. They would eventually survive at the end of the season. In 2013, in the 77th Masters, Adam Scott wins his first major title and becomes the first Australian Masters champion with a second-hole sudden-death playoff win against Ancal Cabrera. In 2013, Sunderland beat Newcastle 3-0 at St James's Park for their first win at the ground in 13 years. It gives Sunderland and new boss Paolo Di Canio hopes of survival. They would survive at the end of the season by three points. In 2016, a 91st minute goal from Dejan Lovren sees Liverpool beat Borussia Dortmund 4-3 in the second leg of the Europa League quarter-finals. Liverpool go through 5-4 on aggregate. And in 2018, in the 171st Grand National, Tiger Roll wins his first of two straight nationals in a photo finish from Pleasant Company. Unfortunately, of course, we weren't able to see if he would have got that third in the 2020 Grand National, which was meant to take place earlier this month. And one more thing to mention, according to Pro Football Talk, Florida has classified pro sports as essential services during the pandemic. That's, um, that's an interesting call. It, pro sports has started to feel more essential over the last couple of days, as I've been getting increasingly bored. But, I mean, controversial, I wouldn't risk their lives for a bit of entertainment, to be honest. So, um, that's me, though, isn't it? And that's all the time we have on today's Sports Blitz. Thank you for listening. My thanks go to Harry, Josh and Will. The intro and end music for the Sports Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com. The Sports Blitz will be back on Saturday at 5am. Until then, I've been Alex Woodward and don't just have a good week. Like the best play in NFL history, have an immaculate one. Goodbye.